Welcome back, universe. It's an SFBCPC mini-ep. That's an abbreviation for Sci-Fi Book Club Podcast miniature episode. On today's mini-ep, we'll be talking about Stranger Things, Season 1, Episode 3, created by the Duffer Brothers and released in Earth Year 2016. I'm your host, Brent Aldrich, and with me as always, via holographic projection, my co-host, Mr. John Love. Hi, John. Hello. Hey, John. What's a uh, something seems to be <laughs> something's new. Uh, I just got the same old popcorn bag on my head. Yeah, just like always. And uh, also yeah, joining me. Actually, as, I didn't. I didn't watch last so I just got a haircut. Also join me as always on the mini apps. It's Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Brett. You find yourself in a holographic projection uh, barber shop of some sort. You examine your surroundings. On one side is an empty chair. On the other, a man wielding large scissors, seemingly too large for regular haircutting. Roll for initiative. Mine are, getting, mine are getting way worse. <laughs> you got a five last time. How could you did that that much worse? Uh, it's a two, <laughs> which I know <laughs> you'll be happy. <laughs> appropriate. I mean, perfect if you're rolling for number of legs. Not as good if you're rolling for initiative. I got a uh, good old 12. Oh. We tied. I got 12 too. Oh. What's your attack Can bonus? Continue this scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What do you, what? What's your move? Uh, I, I ducked out of the way of the scissors. I, I let the scissors. I actually stand right in front of Steve and let the barber guy stab through me. And gets I get Steve stabbed that way. What's your armor class? <laughs> armor class? Yeah. Only thirteen, but I'm immune to physical attacks. Okay. Oh. oh, oh, ooh. Well, it's twelve. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, the scissors Not pass right through right through your holographic form and into and get entrapped in Steve's um, beard, causing uh, five barber damage. (laughs) (laughs) First kind of damage, we all know. Five inches of my beard. And my beard armor. Smart. Does that mean I start whatever we have to do? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, he sustained the damage. Yeah, I'm not sure where that leaves us later on. We'll we'll come back to it. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Figure it out. All right. To be continued. Well, the uh, the oft warned about um, dramatic beginning to episode three. Barb's in some trouble. <laughs> oh, she's in trouble. Oh, well, no, Barb. Mm-hmm. Barb Burr with a giant pair of shears to. Stab the Demogorgon. She could have cut her way out of that situation. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's it's tough for old for old Barbara. Yeah. 
hopefully we see her again. Uh, well, I mean, should we, as tradition holds, go right into uh, who's the hero? All right. Uh, who's the hero? Brought to you by Due Diligence. You got a shitty life? Call Due Diligence. Uh, and, so, and we'll take care of it. Due Diligence. Um, welcome to Who's the Hero? Uh, Steve, who's the hero? Uh, my hero this this episode is, is Thomas Edison. Because he created a way for <laughs> Joyce and Will to communicate. Nice. Deep, deep cut. Deep. I like that. Hey, um, you, all right, Brent, you... uh, who do you got? Okay, I was just going to ask, Steve, did you like how um, Thomas Edison used to electrocute elephants? Did you like that part, too? That's, that's what that's what put him over the top. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna go with Alexander Graham Bell because they were also communicating via phone, but electrocuting elephants made Thomas Edison the winner. Yeah. Anything <laughs> about that history? Yeah. No. Oh, oh yeah, he loved that stuff. He yeah. loved it. Loved it. So you guys kids. Is this actually is this a real thing? It's, I never know when you guys are just just doing bits. I wish I wish I was for all the dead elephants and dogs. Well, 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 we'll get to who my hero is, and by my hero, I mean the right and correct choice for the hero of this episode. But I, you know, almost want to co-sign on Steve because, as we all know, elephants have four legs, and that is too too many, and therefore possibly deserve the execution. Who knows? Universe, you decide. Yeah. All right, Brent, uh, who's the hero? Well, good question. And even though we've done this three times, I forget every time that you're going to do it. So I didn't prepare. Um, you know what? <sighs> okay, well, there's two potential ones, I guess. There's, I, I was a big fan in this episode of, uh, of, of Winona Ryder. Um, but um, but I think the real hero might actually be uh, Bowie closing out the episode. Mm. Well, not not That's Bowie Impact, but a cover of Bowie's uh, classic song "Heroes." Heroes. <laughs> Dispute me if you like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely bonus points for uh, him mentioning "hero" right right there in the Thank song. Thank you. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, in the song, he says we can be heroes. And now we are the hero. <laughs> As we all know, the true hero of this episode, Patrick, the gate guard at Hawkins Labs for cutting through all the bureaucratic horse shit <laughs> and letting the guys in. <laughs> Who knows where Hopper would be on this case if Patrick wouldn't have come in there. So... The obvious hero of this episode, runner-up, was Dustin for bringing all those snacks yeah. uh, on their adventure. And one of my favorite quotes, maybe of the entire series, pulled out by Dustin, uh, after he's questioned by everybody for just bringing all those snacks, we need energy for our travels, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is, is great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Patrick, the clear hero in this episode, and that's how we play Who's the Hero? Brought to you by Due Diligence. You got a shitty life? Call Due Diligence. Back. 
You need to work on their slogans. Yeah. They hand wrote that yeah. one for me. And it seems like seems kind of improvised if you ask me. Yeah, Could have workshopped it a little bit. Yep. Um, Steve, what do you what do you think? Uh, depressing as hell. That was a rough episode. Yeah. The camera got broken. Will's dead. Rough episode. Yeah. Um, I was I, definitely. Oh, sorry. At the end, I was definitely okay with not watching another one. So. Good. Yeah, just uh, be a little somber for for a day, mm-hmm. day or two. And yeah. Get back on the proverbial horse or demogorgon or whatever. <laughs> the proverbial demogorgon. Yep. yep. Yeah. How do you? I mean, there's you, proverbs about that guy. Uh huh. How do you ride one of those? Carefully. <laughs> yeah. Um. Maybe we'll find out for the rest of the season how it's possible to ride one. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about this episode. Actually, um, when I just think back about the season and most of the parts that, not most, but a lot of the parts that I really think define this show for me, uh, were all in this episode. Um, it's a good freaking episode. Um, I think, obviously, the first episode one was great. Episode two cool. was fine. Um, but this third episode, uh, I absolutely loved several things about it. Um all that stuff with Barb where we see her down in the pool and there's like root tentacle looking things and um, where, where Winona Ryder hangs up all those Christmas lights. And that's like a really iconic, amazing scene. Um, Man, uh, all around good episode. And then, yeah, total bummer by the end. Um, So you really, it it does kind of leave you hanging, but it also uh, sucks. (laughs) Yeah. I, I still have a feeling going into the next episode, like we don't you don't actually see uh, Will's body. You see Hoover sees it and the boys see it, thinking like, okay, we've got the, the quarry, the, the the lake, and then so Barb. To me, it was Barb coming out of the water until everybody said it was Will. So I'm still thinking. There's a little bit of hope in me that Will's still alive in the next episode and Barb's body was the one they found, but it was probably Will. Is that a prediction? No. Not just, a, just a hope. Just a hope. Well, so you're saying you'd rather you'd rather be Barb than Will? I mean, obviously, we have, we have less people that are directly connected to her kind of story that we've seen so far. Um, you know, obviously, the boys are looking after Will. I mean... You know, I guess he's the only one that they know is even missing so far, except for Nancy, um, mom. She probably, well, you know, towards the very end of the episode, we see um, them sitting down with Barb's parents. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, there's the stakes are definitely riding on Will's life, but you know, let's not forget about Barb. Let's not do, you know, the thing that the story's trying to set up. And forget about Barb. Yeah. Well, good about Dre either. Right. No, I think it, like the part that had my interest for a minute was it went from Will being able to communicate with uh, Joyce's character. Like you, you had that, so he seemed alive at that point. Mm-hmm. Right from there to Dead in the Lake. That was another part that made me think like, okay, Will's alive, he's communicating, so maybe this the physical one necessarily is still alive there, but 
Mm-hmm. It seemed like seemed like Barb met her demise pretty quickly at the beginning there, getting pulled into the pool. So only time will tell. No spoilers. Yeah. I do wish, though, I wish that for this episode, um, I wish that it was the first time that I was watching it because um, so that I could kind of talk about my own predictions. I will say the first time I watched it after this episode and specifically after seeing Barb um, at the start of this episode, I had an idea that formed in my mind about what was going on. And I have to say, I was basically right. Um Though it was just, it was for me at that point, after this third episode, it was for me mostly a question of like, I think I've figured it out by and large um, in in terms of like where Will is, where Barb maybe is. Um, But I, so for me then after this episode, the question was like, okay, but I still don't know like how 11 ties into any of that. I don't know like, exactly the like technical like ins and outs of um like where they've gone to but i felt pretty confident in where i thought they were um so anyway like this this for me was really the episode that like like i don't know i feel like i figured some stuff out and while i wasn't like totally accurate i would say i think it was a pretty good pretty good guess at the time in the right direction. Yeah. Speaking of pretty good guesses, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, uh, Steve's Prediction Corner. How do I do? Brent, you're the host of this. I don't know. I just wanted to do the segue. You can oh, take yeah, it away sure. from here. Yeah, you're the segue guy. That's um, me. Always riding on a segue. Exactly. Holographic it's projection just, segue. Yeah. Johnny Two Wheels. Floats around up there. They call me Johnny Two Wheels. Which is the right amount of wheels for a riding place to have. Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. I think, yeah, I think when, when Z was on last time, I think you actually argued about that a little bit. She's had maybe one big one still. Um, anyway, uh, Joyce gets a phone call. <laughs> did I? She found a different way to communicate. Mm. That's right. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm not giving you. I'm, I can't give you full credit for that because here's the thing. By hey, if you yeah. just go, if you take that line of reasoning to its logical end, why not just why not just hang telephones all over your Christmas tree, huh? Huh? I mean, I think people should do that anyways. <laughs> I've seen a, a rotary phone in operation. Yeah. I mean, never, actually, because I live 900 years in the future. That's absurd. You saw it in action in episode so, one. I mean, I mean in, in my own personal experience, in my in my real life, as a growing holographic projection boy. In the flesh. Or, yeah, or in the, in the spirit? <laughs> what are you? In the, in the prediction. The projection. In the projection. Yeah. So I can't give you full credit. <laughs> I can give you partial credit for um, she does she does uh, you know the message yeah I feel like you were saying one quarter yeah quarter of a point for that okay one quarter Barb makes a left turn (laughs) right that was no it was just a car right a car car, yeah just Just a car car 
Sorry, I thought you said, I thought you were predicting that Barb would specifically make a left turn. I misheard you. <laughs> it's like that's a weird prediction, but all right. She I probably she turned left. She probably did. A car, a car makes a left a turn. Yeah. What do you think I'm about that, sure Steve? That, I'm pretty sure that happened when the cop cars were driving to the wrong to the lake. They turned left. Nope. <laughs> closely and every time you see Hopper's car really? driving which is a lot he's he always takes like it it's like a very slight right so when he Some comes up it. to the gate when he comes at the gate and finds Patrick yeah. the hero yeah. like it's always a, a slight right turn huh. uh, the only time where there's a, a car takes a left and it's only for like two frames but when um Steve is busting up the uh, Jonathan's camera background in the high school parking lot. Like a car just starts to take a left, and you don't see him finish taking that left. So I don't know. I mean, the car gets full left. It doesn't count. Okay, got to go. Maybe maybe a quarter of a point there because I'm I'm anticipating that car did did end up taking a left, but you know. Successful left. Okay, quarter quarter point. Yep. Give me a chance on that one, and I got screwed. That's tough. <laughs> what else did I predict? Is, is Steve learned to crank it next? Is that what's up next? Yeah. <laughs> now. Steve learns to crank it. That didn't happen. That, that not explicitly happen. seen on camera, so can't award you points. Well, I had a hopper eats a donut. Which also didn't happen. Oh yeah. And I think Jonathan was gonna eat Gilbert Grape. (laughs) (laughs) Also didn't happen. I mean he does talk about making breakfast, so we don't know what kind of things he likes to eat, but again, it's not on film. We just have no way to know. So five this this episode. Yeah, we're totaling up a half point total, I think, for the, these predictions. Yep, so up to 2.25 yeah. uh, oh, on the season. Running tally. Awesome. Got it. Um, are you ready to make some predictions for the next episode? Uh, yeah. I sure am. Go for it. Um, so this episode, in order to get revenge on Steve, John learns to crane and kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the police find some hippie shit. Can we uh, um, narrow that a bit? Yeah, clarify, please. Uh, Hopper and the other officer were talking about uh, Brenner's hippie shit, and he got involved in okay. the 60s. So, yeah, we talking, we talking, we talking species. Right. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. I'm not going to narrow it down to fecal matter or scientific experiments. I'll allow it. Just some hippie shit. Reese's feces. Um, Reese's feces. <laughs> um, my third prediction, things get worse. <laughs> just, a, just a small feeling that things are going to get worse. I don't think they're going to get better. Mm. You're really worried about your batting average, right, huh? I'm going <laughs> to... I'm trying to get some, some softballs. Some wind this week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Home run with the left turn. Yeah, just hit it right over second base. 
Yeah. Classic. The foul ball on that one. <laughs> Down the right right field line. Um, prediction number four. Um, Joyce's boss, Donald, cuts her off at the store. And in response, in order to get stuff, she turns to shoplifting. <laughs> okay. And then okay. prediction number five. All right. Um, Mike is going to go missing. Mike will go mm. missing this episode. That's uh, Steve's prediction corner. All right. So at some point, the um, Mike and Dustin and uh, Lucas are are debating whether or not Eleven uh, is like the X Men and has had her powers all along, or I think like Green Lantern and acquired them. Uh, here's the thing about uh, those kind of superheroes. For me, the X-Men have always been the most interesting superheroes and the best because they're just the weirdos. Like, um, they're they're always, like, the, the misfits or the outcasts or whatever. So they were always just the weirdos. They're always the ones who don't fit in and then figure it out, right? Like, they have these powers, and but because of that, no one likes them. Unlike a Superman who, I guess he... He had his powers that they only developed on Earth, I guess. But um, I don't know. I, I've always thought that the X-Men were the most interesting uh, comic book superheroes, personally, um, for that reason. So I support um, that line of reasoning. Um, anyway, I'm on, I think, Dustin's side on that one. Yeah, gotcha. I had that in my notes. X-Men were weirdos. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, Eleven is more of a uh, Professor X or more of Jean Grey? Good question. I mean, what, we, what we've seen, I, she could be a Jean Grey. Um, actually, well, she does seem. She seems to be pretty in tune to like people and like. Um, one of the quotes I wrote down was when she, her and. The guys are going through the woods. She says, Mike, friends don't tell lies. Understand. A few words, but she understands. So she could be more of a Professor X than a Jean Grey. I think she's got her stuff under wraps. She's not quite out of control like Jean Grey tends to be. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Maybe she ends up being like Wolverine, you know? Possibly Gambit. <laughs> Nightcrawler, keep <laughs> all keep rattling off X Men like all just day. Just a hit parade, yeah. Iceman, you never know. Okay, I mean the only other um, thing you know, I'm still paying attention for those references, and there's there's some more like close encounter stuff in here. That that little kid wandering around chasing those lights, um, straight out of Spielberg's book once again. Um, which which is an interesting thing because I feel like when I see that stuff come up, like a Close Encounters or like an E.T., I also bring a lot of like baggage to that already and so assume things about what's going to happen. So like in Close Encounters, there's this little like toddler and like his toys and stuff start like moving around. And that's how the extraterrestrials begin communicating with them. Um, and so I certainly see that same vibe happening and start to assume some things. And man, those freaking things coming through the walls again. Not like I said last time. I'm not into it. Um, ugh. 
Ball from the ball. Um, a reference thing that I, I caught on this one was uh, the little girl going back into that room and she's kind of standing and you get that frame shot of her as it starts to move or starts to make noise. And I thought back to episode one when um, Joyce brings the tickets to Will in his little fort. Okay. And the scene in Paul back. That to me was like that same kind of reference, like a little kid in front of this moving screen or the bad guy portal. Totally. That would that pulled me to that. Bad guy portal. We we had to decommission ours. That's yeah. too spooky. Yeah. It was. It's not safe. I don't know why anybody has one. All sorts of wigglers popping on board the ship through that thing. It's awful. Yeah. Um, well, I. It's, it's absolutely true. It's, it's one rule. Yeah. Um, I wish we could modify it so that only like two-legged beings could come through it. Because then, as far as I'm concerned, at that point, it's like whoever comes through that bad guy portal until proven guilty. But if they have four legs, they're automatically a bad guy. Or, you know, just not two. Anyways, um, I am going to bring back everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Take a look. It's on Netflix. Rating systems. Uh, all right, just real quick, because I think we're probably nearing... Um, you know, the time we should wrap it up. Uh, so here, just give me your quick ratings on these things. So just rate uh, Joyce uh, on her Xmas decoration innovations. Let's see. I'm going to give that uh, five golden rings. And as usual, we're going to save the uh, clapping to the end of the segment just to conserve time. Uh, I'm going to give it two turns. Well done. Um, I think it's very innovative. I'm going to go 1.89 legs out of two. Uh, Donald, or enabler, can I get a rating? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> three. I don't, I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> Great. Uh, Steve, Donald, hero or enabler? Can I get a rating, please? Uh, two phones and one pack of camels, too many. I say enabler. Uh, yeah, I think he's got one leg in yesterday and the other leg in tomorrow. Okay. He's an <laughs> enabler at this point. Uh, I'll skip that one. That one's stupid. Uh, uh, monster killer. How good is that rock that they found? Is it really the monster killer? Can I get a rating? Mm. Uh, uh, yes, John. Yes. Steve? Uh, David and the Demigorgon. That thing's going to go down. Great. Uh, yeah, just seeing Lucas's excited face when he picked it up, I'm going to go two out of two legs. Mm-hmm. That's a monster killer. And finally, on... Calling somebody a mouth breather. Mouth breather mouth breather as an insult. Can I get a rating? Right. I mean, I think it's passable, but like, I don't know, butt breather? Think about it. 
Well, Steve? I give it. I give it two out of two nostrils. It's a great, great insult. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the best insult that doesn't have anything to do with the number of legs something has. So therefore, I'm going to give it. And that's how we play rating systems. <laughs> Take a look. It's on Netflix. Rating systems. Well, I think that's maybe all until next time then, unless either of you gentlemen have anything more to say. That's all I got. You got some D8s? Yeah, you got D8s. I've just got a D4. That do? Uh, Steve, you got a D4? Yep. Roll them. Two. John? I, I got a two as well, oh, of course. Gosh. Um, got loaded dice over here. Okay, best two out of three. Four. Two. Uh, roll them a third time. Three. Three for the both of us. <laughs> I got I got four the previous okay. time. All right, and John. Steve got two. I think that means you get to, uh, we're going to rhyme three words and then close this one up. Two. Do. Not coming Not coming through? No, it's fine. Steve just took mine. Uh, loopity-loo. Bye. Bye. See ya.